Parshas Mishpatim, Chelek Chof Aleph, Volume 21, Sicha Beis, Sicha 2. In verse 20, in Pasuk Chof, of Perak Chof Gimel, Chapter 23, in this week's Torah portion, Hashem tells the nation, Hine Anechi Sheleach Malach Lefanecha, Behold, I'm sending an angel before you, Lishmorcha to guard you baderach on the way, and to bring you to the place that I have prepared. Rashi explains the words Asher Hachinoisi, which I have prepared, as Asher Zimanti Lachem, which I designated to give to you. Thereafter, Rashi offers a second explanation, which we'll discuss shortly. Commentaries say that Rashi is ensuring that when the verse states, Asher Hachinesi, which I prepared, without qualifying for whom God prepared this place, it is understood now from Rashi's explanation that it is to give it to you. Since, however, the explanation is complicated, insofar that it doesn't actually say that distinctly in the verse, that I prepared it for you, Rashi therefore offers a second explanation from the Midrash Tanchuma, that teaches that Asher Hachinesi, which I prepared, means My place is already recognizably opposite it. This is one of the verses that state that the heavenly temple is aligned with the earthly temple. This explanation actually tells us that the word hachinesi, I prepared, means for himself. God prepared it for himself, as though the term vahachinesi obviously means li. I prepared it for me. This second explanation of the Midrash Tanchuma too is not that understandable, as what the literal intention of the verse is, in other words, for whom, the preparation is done, is not being called into question with the word hachinesi. It's quite self-understood, in fact, that the word hachinesi I prepared would mean for the Jewish nation the general topic of discussion here. And if so, Rashi should have just briefly addressed this if he saw the need for clarification, as indeed the Evan Ezra briefly explains that hachinesi lochem, I prepared for you. Why does Rashi not only not keep it short, but really rather elaborates, even repeating the words, which I prepared, albeit with a change in the wording saying instead, asher zimanti, which too means I prepared, loses lachem, to give to you. That's more than even the verse says. And let's address that change in words. Why the change in words from asher hachinesi, which I prepared, the words of the Torah, to asher zimanti, which do also mean, which I prepared. Let's look a little further into the Rashi. Rashi continues after the first explanation and says that, which he explained, is the simple meaning. And the Midrashic explanation on the words, the place I prepared is, my place is already recognizable opposite it, this is one of the verses that state that the heavenly temple is directly aligned with the earthly temple. The reason for Rashi repeating the words from the verse 
El Hamokim Asher Hachinesi, to the place that I have prepared, when offering us this second explanation from the Midrash Tanchoma, and not sufficing with the initial quote from the verse, is in order to suggest that the Midrash understands and interprets the words of the verse to bring you to the place, not as the land of Israel, but as to the place of the temple, because the word Asher HaChinesi, I prepared, references, according to the Midrash, not the land, but the place of the Mikdash. But this doesn't become a pointed question on Rashi's first explanation, which deals with the simple intention of the verse, because the word makom is found in the Torah to be a reference to the entirety of the land of Israel. In fact, from the way the idea continues to evolve, it seems that the words to bring you to the place are not talking about a specific place in Eretz Yisrael, but rather to the land in its entirety. But since, according to the Midrash, A, the understanding of what El HaMakim, to the place, means, changes, and B, accordingly, it's actually clearer what the words which I prepared, Asher HaChinesi, mean, as we will yet explain. Therefore, Rashi highlights the words and quotes them again in his second explanation from the Midrash. But Rashi makes some additions or changes to the Midrash that we want to understand. Why does Rashi add the words? And this is one of the verses that tell us that the heavenly temple is directly aligned with the earthly temple. Why is it necessary at all to point this out here? It's part of the Midrashic explanation. But why does Rashi quote it? Why do we need to know here that there are other verses that say that the heavenly temple is aligned with the earthly temple? One can suggest that because this idea would be difficult for a five-year-old Torah scholar, Rashi therefore must add these words, as he does in other places, where he will say there's a similar situation or something the like, because in the much earlier portion of Ayetze and in the earlier portion of Bishalach, which the five-year-old Torah scholar has studied, Rashi has taught this idea that the temple on high aligns with the temple below, and in those places, in Vayetze and in Bishalach, Rashi doesn't add that this is one of the verses where we learn this. So why here? There's some additional points in the Rashi that we also want to understand. One, the source of the Midrash that Rashi quotes is the Midrash Tanchuma. But there in the source, the point about this being one of the verses that tells us of this alignment of the temples is written as the temple below aligns with the temple above, versus how it is quoted here, that the temple above aligns with the temple below. Why does Rashi change the order here when quoting the Midrash and say the temple on high aligns with the temple on earth? Two, there's a legitimate printed version of Rashi, which quotes Rashi as saying, the temple above aligns with below and not with the temple below. Why does Rashi, according to that version, omit the words, the temple? Particularly as in the other two sources we mentioned, Rashi does indeed say, aligns with the temple on earth. To explain this, we look to Rashi's intention and purpose, which is to respond to the simple question 
that arises with the words in the verse that state, Asher hachinesi, which I prepared. The word hachana speaks to a specific change made as something is made ready for its intended purpose. If so, the question that arises in the verse is how indeed was the land of Israel prepared for the settling of the nation of Israel? We don't find that anything changed from before we arrived to when we arrived. In fact, as the Torah portion continues, the land we entered was not ready for settling. And there were seven nations living there who had yet to be driven out of the land. And beyond that even, the process of taking over Eretz Yisrael would be a slow process. So the land would not be desecrated by being left in a desolate state. So what does the Torah mean with the words that I prepared? Rashi responds to this and says that the words, Asher hachinesi, that I prepared, in this context mean not an actual preparation of the lands, as it would suggest elsewhere, but rather Asher Zimanti, which I convened or designated for you, or which I have prepared by designation to give you. It's just a convening of you in the land. Rather, it's like when one would receive a verbal invite to convene somewhere, but nothing has yet been done to prepare that event. Here God has designated the land of Israel to, at a later time, give to the nation of Israel. Now, since the usual intention of the word prepare means something is being done to the set place of convening, Rashi brings the explanation of the Midrash, which says, in fact, my place is recognized within the land of Israel as the temple on high is aligned directly with the temple on earth there in the land of Israel. This then is an action taken around preparing the temple and the land, if not on the physical plane yet, then on the spiritual plane. My place is already recognizably aligned with it. For this reason, Rashi is specific in saying that the temple above is aligned with the temple on earth. The reverse to how the Midrash Tanchoma originally states it, because the act of preparation that has taken place is above, and the reference to my place is the temple above, which recognizably aligns with the temple below. This explanation, though, is not yet sufficient, as there's no way we can say that the preparation of the place of the temple on high by God has not impacted its aligned place on earth. In fact, we experience Yaakov's consciousness of the holiness of the place where he slept, quoted in the Torah portion of Vayetze, when he wakes and says, How awesome is this place! It is nothing less than Beis Elohim, the home of God. This is the gate to heaven. He had this awareness of the place upon which he slept on earth. Indeed, that is the first place where Rashi tells us that this is a verse that indicates that the temple on high is aligned with the temple on earth. Since it says in our verse that this is where God prepared, a preparation of the temple on high, to the extent that it's recognizable that the temple on high is aligned with the temple below, it must be equally recognizable on the site of the temple on earth. But how does this fit with the fact 
that none of the land of Israel was actually ready at all, including the place of the temple, even for our arrival into the land, as the Torah goes on to tell us. Therefore, Rashi adds and explains. This is one of the verses that tells us that the temple above is aligned with the temple on earth. In other words, the intention of the verse is not to suggest that at this time there was some special preparation so that the temple above would be aligned with the temple on earth. The action of preparation, this alignment, has long been occurring. And this is only one of the verses that tell us of this alignment. It has always been so that my place, as God says, is recognized as aligned with a temple on earth. Therefore, there really is no challenge in that right now. No obvious change was observed in the place of the temple on earth. According to this, we can understand the version of Rashi that states that the temple on high is aligned with below, without the words with the temple below. This tells us that the preparation above doesn't depend on the status of the place of the temple below. The temple on high exists even when there is no temple on earth. It is aligned with it always. Thus, there is no discrepancy in saying that despite my place is recognized as aligned with it, there are no obvious preparations or changes. And beyond that, even there are four nations there. It's quite the opposite of God's temple in its place. Of the halachic issues that are learned from this Rashi, in the Tractate of Sanhedrin, we learn of a disagreement of the Rishonim around the opinion of Abaya, who says that verbal designation of something creates halachic determination. And the argument is whether or not this is so. This impacts actual law, because Rava too is of the opinion, and the law is as he posits, that verbal designation is not determinant, and yet there are specific situations where verbal designation does absolutely become a halachic determinant. We can then say that the halachic difference between the two opinions that Rashi offers is that according to the simple first explanation, God's designation of the place of the temple with no preparation whatsoever is considered official preparation. And so, in this case, verbal designation determines its status as hachinoisi, prepared for us. And yet, the Midrashic explanation tells us that hachinoisi, I prepared, is connected to the obvious and recognizable aspect of this, that this place is recognizably aligned with the temple on high, which would then mean that verbal designation alone is not the determinant.